Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We're coming to you live today from the InfoWars Info World Headquarters. Sorry, it's been a long weekend. I forgot how to talk <laughs> over the last couple days, which isn't good for me since we got uh, the show today. And then I think I'm hosting The War Room later today. I got to double check on that, but I'm pretty sure I'll be pulling double duty today. So I need your help, folks. We'll go out to the phone lines. That's today what I heard. And take your calls. That's what you heard as well. All right. Rumor has it I'll be hosting The War Room later today as well. The good news is we have just so much stuff to talk about. Good Lord. A lot happened over the weekend, and we'll get into all of it. New Twitter files released, uh, the conclusion as of now of the Kerry Lake trial riots in Paris because of the Kurds, apparently. I'm still struggling to get to the bottom of all of that, but we'll get into all of that and more. Taking your phone calls as well, brought to you as always by InfoWarsStore.com. I want to begin today with a little message in case you missed it. Went out on social media. It's uh, Alex Jones's 2022 Christmas message. Just a little, a little pick me up to remind ourselves what it is we're fighting for. Sure, we're fighting against the new world order, but that's not where our ideology lies. It's not a negative ideology. It's a positive one of togetherness and humanity. And of course, that means we have to fight against people trying to destroy those very things. So let's go now to clip number 19. Here's Alex Jones's 2022 Christmas message to the Info Warriors. Here it is. America's heritage is under attack. Western culture is under attack because it threatens the World Economic Forum. It threatens the nightmare world that they're trying to create for our society. They want us alone. They want us destroyed. They want us isolated. But we're not. And so in this great Christmas season, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. I want the establishment to know they've not broken our will. And our listeners and viewers, their will's not broken. We are together. So I just wanted to share with you the fact that I see our listeners and viewers as family and all our supporters as family. I run to so many people give us so much support. And I love you and I appreciate you. And you've really helped me not be alone. This incredible fight. And we are stronger than ever. We've been vindicated. We've been proven right, and the world is really waking up. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. The children were nestled all snug in their bed, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. So for myself and the Jones family and the entire Force crew, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We will defeat the New World Order. We will defeat Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab. We will move forward because humanity has a destiny to be victorious and do incredible things together. So God bless. There you 
go. A little Christmas message for you, keeping the cheer going from our stalwart commander-in-chief, Alex Jones. Remember, we can't do this without you. We really do rely on you, the Info Warriors. We don't have billionaires backing us up and telling us what to say. You know, those other media companies, they have they have one audience to please, and that is their advertisers, their controllers, their donators of billions of dollars who then get billions of dollars worth of say over their coverage. Not us. We have only one audience to cater to, and that is you, the American people. And if we get it wrong, then you won't support us anymore. Good news is we've been getting it right for years. So please do support us by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Right now, the real Red Pill Plus is back in stock, and it really could be the secret weapon to help you achieve all of your New Year's goals and resolutions. So go now to InfoWarsStore.com. Take advantage of that reintroductory sales price and stay with us. We'll be back on the other side with your daily dispatch. As always, don't go anywhere, folks. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal, InfoWars.com and band.video. Please do share those links. I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but one of the things I was most sort of uh, made happy by, I don't know, uh, reinvigorated by was when I was in Phoenix at the TPOSA uh, event. I had so many people coming up and saying hi to me, and I was shocked at the number of people who had just started listening to InfoWars. Most of the people I met said they started listening either around 2018 or even later, like once COVID happened and they were looking for you know, the truth and not finding it in the mainstream media and eventually made their way over to InfoWars. And of course, once you're exposed to this level of truth-telling, it's hard to go anywhere else. But I, you know, I've listened to Alex Jones since middle school. It, it always seems kind of shocking to me that people are just now coming around to the Alex Jones phenomenon, to the truth of Infowars. But it's good. It's, it's, again, reinvigorating, just inspiring to know that there are still so many people out there that are looking for answers, are, are looking around going, something's not right here. Something's going on and nobody's telling me what it is. But I can just feel it in my bones, and they don't know who Klaus Schwab is. They don't know what the World Economic Forum is. They don't know about the plans that are now openly discussed in the halls of power about eliminating the human race as a whole, or at least mostly, (laughs) mostly, right? They'll leave half a billion alive themselves, of course, to be, you know, to rule over their empire of dirt and robots, but There's so many people out there looking for answers, and the good news is they're here. So please do share the links, tell people about InfoWars, guide people towards the light because there are still millions of people out there lost and adrift, knowing something's wrong but not not quite knowing how to connect the dots, and hopefully that's a service we provide here at InfoWars. So again, please do share the links. We rely on you getting the news out there, getting the message out there, getting the revelation progress to fan the flames of liberty and we thank you so much for doing that but let's not waste any more time shall we let's get into it here it is your daily dispatch all right here it is folks your daily dispatch for tuesday the 27th of december 2022 
Western New York death toll rises to 28 from cold storm chaos. Buffalo residents hovered around space heaters, hunted for cars buried in snowdrifts, and looked for more victims Monday after 28 people died in one of the worst weather-related disasters to ever hit western New York. The rest of the United States was also reeling from the ferocious winter storm, with at least another two dozen deaths reported in other parts of the country. Up to nine more inches of snow could fall in some areas of western New York through Tuesday, the National Weather Service said. This is not the end yet, said Erie County Executive Mark Pullencars calling the blizzard the most wor- uh, the worst storm probably in our lifetime, even for an area accustomed to punishing snow. Some people, he noted, were stranded in their cars for more than two days. Utterly uh, horrifying, in my opinion. Good Lord. And uh, the stories that you hear about some of the deaths are harrowing. Literally, people stuck in their cars and just freezing or, or starving to death. Really, really devastating stuff. And we'll get a little bit more into that later in the show. Meanwhile, two people two people have died at or were murdered at a Jehovah's Witness congregation in Colorado. Two people are dead in a Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall in Thornton, Colorado, according to police. While the teams have not while the names have not been released, it appears the two were former members of the congregation and that the husband shot his wife before turning the gun on himself. Uh, pretty horrific stuff, but of course, uh, the response to this is Typical from the uh, government, of course, they have launched the uh, Anti-Christian League. They are convening in uh, emergency congressional committees to uh, talk about what laws need to be passed to stop this scourge of anti-Christian, not just violence, but language. Of course, I'm kidding. It's not – this wasn't an attack against one of the groups that our government cares about. This was white Christian people, so it will go unreported and forgotten probably by the end of the day. Moving on, another Twitter files drop, how Twitter rigged the COVID debate. Elon Musk on Monday released another Twitter files dropped, this one titled How Twitter Rigged the COVID Debate. They did so by, one, censoring information that was true but inconvenient to government policy by discrediting doctors and other experts who disagreed with the government mandate and by suppressing ordinary users, including some sharing the CDC's own data. Pretty incredible stuff. Again, we'll dig into this pretty extensively today i think there have been two twitter files since last we were on air last thursday so we'll get through both of these the latest one is by david jweg published the day after christmas yesterday uh and again it it just gets into how once again the deep state apparatus the medical industry the fbi the cia And anybody else who despises free speech and wants to rule over others through the manipulation of information streams had their hands in the Twitter pie there. And uh, again, we'll get into that and explain exactly what was revealed in the latest Twitter files. Just – they just keep coming, folks, and it's pretty incredible that nothing's being done about it. We also have this story which I think may just be the tip of a much larger and more disturbing iceberg than people realize. Thousands lose power after four substations vandalized in Washington state. Tacoma, Washington, thousands lost power after unknown suspects set fire to the Puget Sound Energy substation on Sunday. The vandals are still at large on uh, at 721 on December 25th, 2022. Dispatchers received a call of a fire at the Puget Sound uh, energy substation 
Firefighters in Puget Sound Energy employees responded to the scene. The fire was extinguished and the substation secured. Power was knocked out for homes in Kapowson and Graham. The suspects gained access to the fenced area and vandalized the equipment, which caused the fire. There are no suspects in custody at this time. This comes after several power stations were damaged earlier this month in Oregon and Washington. Just a few days before that, power stations were damaged in North Carolina. But what you may not know is that there was a very similar attack that happened in California in 2013 that also has gone unsolved. And again, represents a very big mystery as to who is damaging power stations around this country, for what purpose, and under whose orders. It's, well, very suspicious, I guess you could say. And again, we'll talk about that and talk about some of the older attacks as well later today and see if we can't find some line of continuity through them. Finally, we have this. The bail project shuts down Las Vegas chapter after releasing man who went on to nearly kill a waiter. Woke Las Vegas bail fund backed by Richard Branson, John Legend, and Danny Glover closes after being sued for freeing a serial criminal who tried to murder, murder an Asian waiter six days later. A nonprofit that pays bail for arrested individuals has shut down its Las Vegas uh, chapter. The bail project paid a $3,000 bail for Rashawn Gaston Anderson, 24, in December 2021 after he was arrested for burglary and theft. Six days later, the man opened fire on an Asian waiter, shooting him seven times. Gaston Anderson pled guilty and will serve seven to 18 years in prison. The bail project is backed by Richard Branson, Danny Glover, and John Legend. That celebrity-backed bail fund has now shut down, which I think, frankly, should be the fate of all bail projects. Here's an idea. Let's shut them all down. (laughs) Here's a a novel new concept. Bail is not there for strangers to pay for career criminals to get out of prison. That's not what its purpose is. The purpose is to hold people to account when allowing them the necessary freedoms to prepare their case when it comes to criminal trials. Just yet another aspect of the judicial system or just law in America that's there to be more lenient, more forgiving, more in line with a you know, progressive, enlightened, righteous population uh, that is being dismantled piece by piece by dishonest actors, whether it's bail or amnesty at the border or any number of other measures or just conditions of the American Constitution that are there because we're a free country that doesn't want to you know, punish people without convicting them of a crime and wants to be a safe haven for people fleeing from oppressive governments. All of those things that are good and, and wonderful and necessary for an enlightened society are all being twisted inward and destroying us from the inside out. So I guess we can't have them anymore. It was fun while it lasted, wasn't it? We'll be right back. InfoWars MD is finally here. It's the very same high-quality products you've been getting through InfoWars Life, but an expanded catalog, and in some cases, the prices are lower because we're going directly to the source that was supplying the supplement companies that we were buying our high-quality products from. So we're able to lower prices and bring you more products via the InfoWars MD line. The highest quality, triple-tested. Many of these products are sold on store shelves for more than twice the cost. You'll get them at InfoWarsStore.com under our exclusive label. We are bringing you the highest quality supplements directly from the factory right here in the USA to your door. It'll make your life healthy, 
better, boosts your immune system, and it keeps InfoWars store on the air. So again, introducing InfoWars MD, now exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com with massive, massive savings. I am extremely honored to be seen by the globalists as their number one enemy. I am blessed to know that our information is so hardcore that the enemies of humanity are obsessed with silencing us. They know the truth about their globalist operations is exposed. It's came over. And all over the planet, humanity is awakening and peacefully fighting back. And our main tool is free speech and the truth we promote using free speech. That's why when you share articles and videos from Band.Video or Infowars.com or Newswars.com, it changes the world. And that's why when you go to Infowarsstore.com and get amazing products that empower you and your body and your immune system and that of your family, you're also empowering the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. The fight starts at Infowars.com and the support of the fight starts at Infowarsstore.com. God bless and thank you all for your support. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is InfoWars. It's the American Journal. I got a lot of videos to show you today. I think we'll start with covering this Kerry Lake lawsuit. But it's uh, all right. We we gotta. I gotta. I gotta manage my time here because I do want to take calls uh, throughout the show today. I don't know whether we'll look back again at, at 2022 and I'll get more suggestions for the stories of the year. Cause there's still a lot out there that I haven't heard the the audience mention yet. I want to know if they're still on your radar. Uh, but I also have some important videos to show you and some just frankly silly videos to show you that I still think illustrate pretty effectively. Where we're going wrong, where we as human beings went totally off the rails. So we'll get to those in a little bit as well. Lots of stuff to show you today on the American Journal. And of course, stay tuned because I think I'll be hosting the War Room later today as well. Well, let's begin with this uh, Kerry Lake lawsuit. Pretty, pretty incredible developments have taken place since we were last on air. The dismissal of Kerry Lake's election lawsuit shows voter disenfranchisement no longer matters. That's the headline at Town Hall. The trial court judge in Kerry Lake's election lawsuit predictably threw out her case on Saturday, putting on a sham trial that on the surface looked fair to the general public that doesn't know any better, but to legal minds was a travesty of justice. Maricopa County Super, uh, Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson only gave her two days for a trial and issued his ruling immediately afterwards, even though he could have taken several days, and it was one of the biggest, most important cases in the country. Legal experts believed his decision was ghostwritten. They suspect top left-wing attorneys like Mark Elias emailed him what to say. The standard should have been whether voters were disenfranchised, not all the additional hoops Thompson added. If inner-city blacks had been disenfranchised, Thompson would not have added all those extra requirements. He would have made the law fit. 
Robert Gouvier, a rare attorney who isn't afraid to speak up and who describes himself as watching, prosec- uh, as watching prosecutors, judges, and politicians, says the standard should have been whether there was voter suppression. Instead, Thompson said Lake had to show an extremely vague high bar in order to prevail, that an election official intentionally caused the printer changes in order to change the results of an election, and that it did uh, affect the outcome. He explained away many of the disturbing election anomalies as accidents or mere coincidences. He ignored the vast majority of them in a show of arrogance his opinion was less than eight pages long thompson completely ignored all of the voters who saw the long lines and gave up trying to vote as if they didn't count considerably uh, considering probably well over half of the voting locations in maricopa county were affected not to mention they were almost all in heavily republican areas this was no small disenfranchisement many voters have come forward to tell how they were unable to vote for this reason or similar such as man who couldn't find parking in time due to the overcrowded parking lot even with the higher burden required by Thompson, well-known lawyer Viva Frey, whose real name is David Fryhart, said Larry, uh, Lake's team showed there was intentionality and believed the case was a slam dunk. It was clear early on Thompson was going to rule against Lake, throwing out eight of her ten claims, which included observer's testimony that 90 percent of mismatched signatures were accepted. In doing so, he trivialized important good faith arguments about constitutional and civil rights. The two whittled down claims he kept allowed him to hold a trial to appear fair and then declare everything fine. It's all okay in the county. uh, Everything was fine in the county right now. Uh, At the county that the county was in the right. Now the Arizona Supreme Court will be set up to uphold it because all these fact-specific matters, they must defer to the fact-finding discretion of the superior court. I'd like to see if this could go up perhaps higher than that. But again, just so we're clear, they made 10 claims. Eight of them were thrown out. They were allowed to stick to two claims. But in those two claims, uh, Carrie Lake's team did in fact prove that there were egregious violations of the process that resulted in thousands of people being ultimately disenfranchised from the voting process, not allowed to cast a vote and not allowed to cast a vote in a fair and free way that would ensure that their vote was recorded correctly. And essentially the judge threw it out because Carrie Lake couldn't prove that there was some sort of intentionality behind the actions as if this all just happened by accident right here in the most important election for the Democrats and Republicans in a very you know, wide range of elections. This, this one happened to be the one where everything messed up, everything messed up because of choices that were made by Democrat partisans who were running the election, and that's uh, where we stand now. Sort of, I mean, just reminds you of the the statement by the FBI on the eve of the 2016 election when again they pointed out that yes hillary clinton did violate all of these laws but we don't think she meant to so she's free to go and stop talking about it sort of a similar situation here yes the law the process was violated yes it was partisan actors who happened to mess up in a way that exclusively benefited their constituent their uh candidate rather and yes it did disenfranchise thousands of people in one particular area. In other words, thousands of people either couldn't vote that day or couldn't guarantee that their vote was counted correctly. And in fact, the chain of custody was violated so heinously that there is literally no way to tell whether any of the votes counted or collected were legitimate or not. That's what happens when you don't have a chain of custody. 
In fact, because there was no chain of custody, I think the correct ruling would have been just to throw out all of those votes, literally all of them. Yes, it would have disenfranchised more people, but that's what happens when you, your election process is utterly and hopelessly corrupted by the people carrying it out. So you would have had to have some sort of re-election, uh, re some sort of recount of one sort or another. But the fact is that votes left one area, reappeared another in another without any guarantee that those votes were the same ones from one place to the next. And not only that, Maricopa County and Katie Hobbs, who of course was the person who ran the election and was a primary candidate in the election, a little bit of a a little bit of cause of concern there. Maricopa County and Katie Hobbs seek more than half a million dollars for Hillary attorney Mark Elias in sanctions for Carrie Lake and her lawyer. So in other words, if there are egregious, uh, egregious levels of mismanagement in the process of elections, if the votes can't be guaranteed, the chain of custody is broken, the machines themselves misprinted ballots, purposefully clogging up the lines and causing thousands of people not to be able to vote – whether purposefully or not, all of those problems were, you know, proven, though all of those were documented. All of those had evidence behind them. So not only were the disruptions proved, the, the changing results of the election pretty much shown in the trial, but because they didn't prove that it was on purpose, they are not only throwing out the case and – you know, not making any changes to make sure this doesn't uh, happen in the future. But now they're actually suing the person who brought these complaints for half a million dollars in lawyer's fees. Uh, I don't know if I need to explain this to you, but this is quite literally the death of democracy, meaning not only will your, you know, if you, if somebody tries to cheat the election, if somebody messes up or purposefully messes up and causes the entire election to become utterly hopelessly fraudulent, then not only can you not get recompense or any sort of redress through the courts, if you attempt to do that, you yourself will be on the hook for ungodly amounts of money for daring to question the electoral process. Even if you prove that the electoral process was horrifically corrupted, in no way legal or safe or you know verifiable, it doesn't matter. You're going to be the one holding the bag. You're going to be the one... Uh, who then has to pay for their mistakes. Again, this is the actual death of democracy. If we can't fix this, there really is no point in voting from here on out. They can just cheat ridiculously. Once a tragedy reaches a level of national significance, American citizens should be allowed to basically question that event in any way that they deem fit. The First Amendment is unique in the world. That's what they want to take away, your ability to speak freely. So they're going to go for Mike Lindell next, or are they going to go for Steve Bannon, or are they going to go for Tucker Carlson? I studied the globalists 30 years ago, but on air 28 years. And I knew they were planning all of this. And I warned the public as a modern Paul Revere. But I couldn't have done it without your support. And now, because we've been so successful warning the population of the planet, not just America, we're public enemy number one when it comes to the globalist agenda. That's why it's more important than ever to realize how successful InfoWars has been because of your past support. So I salute you and I thank you. And I ask you now, at the critical juncture of the battle, to redouble your efforts by visiting InfoWarsStore.com and getting amazing products that keep us on air. 1776 the promo code the destination is infowarsstore.com and i thank you all for your support infowars.com is tomorrow's news today mm -hmm.
You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. Finishing up with this Cherry uh, Lake lawsuit. It's just, it's hard to even know where to go with any of this. Because it's not like, it's not like they, it's not like our side has claims and we make those claims and see those claims actually adjudicated and discussed and debated in a courtroom. And then the outcome is something we can go, we can point out and go, ah, geez, they ruled against us. I guess we were wrong. Gee, I guess we were wrong about all that. We weren't wrong about any of the claims. All of the claims as to the impropriety of the election as it was carried out were proven. They were all actually agreed on by the court. Everybody said, yes, you're right. There were these massive problems. But then they add, but you know, we can't prove that they did it on purpose, so I guess we're not going to do anything about it. And actually, you're going to be on the hook for hundreds of thousands of dollars for daring to question the falsification of this election. I mean, pretty incredible stuff. Pretty wild, if you ask me. The Gateway Pundit puts it pretty succinctly from this story from um, Christmas Day. Judge Peter Thompson rules election with broken machines and 60% of precincts and no chain of custody for ballots are free, f- fair, and certifiable. I think that sums it up pretty well. So if you have machines that are broken, not from any natural cause, but because of the either incompetence or purposeful you know, mishandling by the election officials, 60% of your precincts can go down and the election still goes forward and is treated as if it was free and fair. If there's absolutely no chain of custody for the votes that you actually do count, that's also totally fine, apparently. And if you question it, you will be the one held to account. You will be the one punished for daring to notice how poorly they carried on their election. Again, even if it was an accident, this would be grounds for some sort of you know, redress, some sort of correction, some sort of – whether it's a re-election or you know, just like running the election again or a recount of some sort. I mean this would, even if it was by accident, obviously be grounds for some sort of action by the state, corrective action. And the fact is it's – Far, far more likely that this was on purpose, way, way more likely that this was a purposeful type of thing than it would than it would be an accident. And again, I'm just trying to think of how to illustrate this. I hate to always go to the, the same sort of metaphor, but again, just picture this type of you know level of um you know, necessary proof when it comes to something like a murder, when it comes to something just like a a small a small level crime, right? Somebody breaking into a house and stealing a bunch of stuff and going, oh, oops, oops, it was an accident. Oh, I didn't mean to. No, I, I definitely thought that was my house. I was just grabbing all of my stuff from my house. I didn't realize it was your stuff from your house. <laughs> Whoopsies. And the police are like, well, you can't prove he didn't. You can't prove he didn't think it was his house. You know, if he says he thought it was his house, I guess we have to go with that. I mean, is it making sense to you how ridiculous that is, especially in the sense that as, you know, serious and severe a home break-in is, 
when you're undermining the electoral process of an entire state, it's a bit more intense. You have to be a bit more on guard against manipulation there, but they seem to care less when it comes to the election, especially if it's somebody, you know, if you have somebody who's routinely caught in other people's houses, routinely caught stealing things from other people, and then they're caught again, you tend to lean on the side of, yeah, this is a part of a pattern. This person is doing this on purpose because we keep letting them get away with it. Here you have, again, so much evidence as to this being a corrupt election, so much just even just circumstantial evidence of the fact that it just happens to happen in this one place at this one time when the Democrats are on the verge of losing Arizona. Just so happens to happen in majority Republican places. You know, this wouldn't be that big of a question if this happened in somewhere like Oklahoma, right? It's just like solidly red and you could have some level of mismanagement. Well, there were long lines here and, you know, the, the printer went down, but, you know, we're pretty sure it was an accident. But even just the sheer fact that this was in a vitally important district for the Democratic Party, that it was nothing but Democrats running the election, seems to point towards, again, strong evidence of guilt on the on behalf of the people that you know we know did the stuff. We know actually were the cause of the problems that we know actually did disenfranchise tens of thousands of people. We just don't know if it was on purpose, so I guess we better let him go. I mean this is – this is where we are in this country. It's pretty devastating. Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson found Kerry Lake's lawyers had not proven Maricopa County's committed any kind of misconduct. Kerry Lake responded, saying she would repeal, uh, appeal the ruling, saying my election case provided the world with evidence that proves our election are run outside of the law. This judge did not rule in our favor. However, for the sake of restoring faith and honesty in our elections, I will re- appeal his ruling. Judge Peter Thompson ruled that when 60% of election centers have broken machines and hundreds of thousands of ballots are counted without a chain of custody, this constitutes a free and fair election. It's crooked officials like Judge Thompson who will bring down this great nation. Judge Thompson had to go out of his way to ignore election laws in Arizona to dismiss this case. Carrie Lake delivered uh, the press, uh, press release two weeks ago in which she detailed the ridiculous failures including a 10-bullet-point uh, list of the key points of the lawsuit, which can be read at Save Arizona Fund, uh, just discussing just how many people had been disenfranchised, why they'd been disenfranchised, how it had happened, and how the entire chain of custody from the you know, signature verification to the uh, actual ability to transport the ballots securely all fell short of the highest standards that we should stick to when we're discussing the elections that will decide how our country is ruled. 59% of the 223 voting centers in Maricopa County had printer and tabulator failure on election day. Oh, whoops, oopsies, by the way, in case you forgot, election day voters went three to one for Kerry Lake. So again, they know that Republicans are far more likely to vote on election day because that's normal and harder to cheat. But I guess I guess not anymore. You know, originally they had mail-in ballots as their key to cheating. But with this move, they seem to have set a new precedent showing that they can just pull whatever tricks they want on Election Day to undermine the security of the election to disenfranchise tens of thousands of people. I mean just the disenfranchisement itself 
could have drastically changed the outcome of the election. But this ruling on top of the disenfranchisement means that there's probably tens of thousands of people, not just in Arizona, but around the country that go, see, I knew voting didn't matter. I knew that actually trying to go and cast my vote was a vain affair. I'm just not even going to – I'm not even going to worry about it next time. I'm not even going to try because I know they're going to cheat. That's that's sort of the game they're playing with us here, right? It's a classic sort of cult brainwashing tyrannical maneuver to – you know, put people in an impossible position, just sort of rub people's face in the fact that you can get away with stuff just to demoralize them, to make them think, you know, it's not worth fighting. It's not worth standing up to these people because even when they're in the wrong, they get away with it. So why should I waste my time and energy trying, trying to fight against a foregone conclusion? That, that's really the outcome of this, the real effect that it will have later, down, uh, later on down the line. Between 15,000 and 30,000 Republican voters were disenfranchised. With over 300,000 mail-in ballots having no chain of custody, it is a violation of Arizona law, but it was allowed to go forward despite the fact that one of the main candidates in the election was the person that ran the election. Can you say Banana Republic? Marissa Hansen uses that exact phrase on Twitter when she says, We currently live in a country where if you prove election fraud, the judge will rule in the guilty party's favor and then file sanctions against you and your legal counsel for proving said election fraud. Banana Republic. At least they had bananas. What do we have? <laughs> Certainly not a republic. I don't know. I can think of a couple four-letter words that would fit nicely in front of the word republic to describe our current situation. I can't say them on the radio, so you just have to imagine for yourself what sort of thing we're in. I've taken a lot of supplements over the years, since high school, and they had great effects. And the science has gotten better and better and better over the years. And now with all the things we're bombarded with, and the water and the food and the feminizing factors, it is more important than ever to use the compounds God gave us to boost our natural male potential. But these products work great for women as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Pain MD. It's a number one national bestseller under another name. We got it discounted for 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com under the label InfoWars Platinum. We've also got HGH Max Boost. Read all about it. Be very safe with it. I take only a fraction of what they say at first and take it before you go to bed at night. Don't do it uh, during the day. 1776 testosterone boost. Totally incredible. Go read about them. Learn more about them at InfoWarsStore.com in the InfoWars Platinum section. And you get 40% off on these already best-selling products under the new name InfoWars Platinum. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at Point Blake Range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You can go ahead and open up the phone lines right now if you want to call into American Journal. You can say whatever you want. You just give, just give us a call here at InfoWars. 1-877-789-2539. one 789 Give us a call right now here at American Journal. We'll put you on air. I, st- I still want to know what you think the biggest story of the year was, but obviously we've done that a few times, so I think we're running, <laughs> we're running low on stories since we've gotten most of them suggested already. But if you want to call in about what your favorite story was over the last year or maybe what you expect to see in 2023, maybe that's a better question. What would you like to see in 2023? We'll take your calls now about those two topics or about anything that we cover today, including Carrie Lake's trial. We're going to get into some of the latest ridiculousness when it comes to COVID-19, including some good news, actually. Uh, You know, it's always that bittersweet news, though, isn't it? It's always good news that this is being revealed, but it comes with that sour taste of we told you so long, long ago, and we were silenced and ignored and called all sorts of bad names. That's okay. We'll keep telling the truth. We'll keep saying what reality is, regardless of what the fantasy mongers would rather we uh, think is going on in the world. We're also going to talk pretty extensively about the war in Ukraine today and still several more updates into the great reset, anti-human, robotic, false messiah, infinite life, madness of the great reset. You know, I was just thinking over the weekend about the the year in review type of thing. And it's, it's always so hard to figure out how you want to organize it. Cause over the last year, you've had a couple trends that sort of dominated news reports. The primary one I'd say would be the war in Ukraine, obviously. Right. And it's sort of, this sort of the perfect, this one year, right. The fact that January was all the bungled diplomatic opportunities where Russia hadn't invaded yet. War hadn't begun. There was plenty of time to come to some sort of, you know, agreement before bullets start flying. Bungled that in January. February, the war begins. And by July, we spent $100 billion. Russia has effectively completed their military goals. And we've just been in sort of a bloody stalemate ever since then. But another, you know, so you have these, you have these like major stories, right? So the Ukraine story is one of these trends that goes out throughout the year and it has highlights. It has bullet points that you can point to, like the destruction of the Nord Stream pipeline, the first time that the exchange of nuclear weapons was discussed, the first times that America helped Ukraine target people inside Russia, the just litany of falsehoods about the Ukraine war that came out in the early days only to be proven to be false, everything from Snake Island to the ghost of Kiev to Russian torture victims, just all of it complete bullcrap, but people still believe it. I still – I see people wearing shirts that say like Snake Island, go F yourself with like a middle finger and it's like that never never happened. I'm not to tell you that never happened. You live in a in a dream world. You live in a fantasy, somebody else's fantasy. It's okay. Like our our design here is to let people live in their own fantasy world. If you want to create a you know, society that is reflective of your views and you want to you think you know the way that hum- humanity should be organized, you want to go create a commune somewhere. 
Godspeed. This is America after all. Go live however you want. That's what we're all about. But there's something very disturbing about living in somebody else's fantasy, being the subject of somebody else's dream world, especially when they despise you and openly call for your destruction. Kind of weird to uh, let them dictate your reality. I don't know. That's just me. That's just how I feel about things. Uh, I, I want to talk about these uh, these substations, power substations. Let's get into that, shall we? Uh, Zero Hedge has the story. Three power substations attacked in Washington state on Christmas Day, although others are saying four sabotage incidents were recorded. But they note here on uh, Zero Hedge, increased sabotage incidents on the U.S. power grid are very concerning. On Christmas Day, three substation facilities were vandalized in Pierce County, Washington, plunging thousands of customers into total darkness, according to ABC News. Two of the power substations were operated by Tacoma Public Utilities and one by Puget Sound Energy. The Pierce County Sheriff's Department said all three were attacked, but there were no motives or if this was a coordinated attack on the power system. Gee, sure sounds like it. The sheriff's office said nothing was stolen from the substations while equipment was only vandalized. There was no mention of what devices were damaged or the tool to inflict damage. Unfortunately, they say with the impacts to our system from today's deliberate damage are more severe in some places than initial testing indicated. Some customers will be restored closer to 8 a.m. tomorrow, Tacoma Public Utilities wrote in a statement on Sunday. We've asked the question of who is intentionally sabotaging the U.S. power grid. The first eight months of the year, there were 106 attacks on the electric grid. The highest number ever recorded in a single year. Gee, who could it be? Who could it be? Thank goodness I'm sure we have the FBI uh, thoroughly investigating this. By which I mean, of course, determining whether or not this is white supremacy or if they can thoroughly ignore it. You know, just testing whether or not this is some sort of example of the white supremacy, dangerous, uh, you know, racist that we've heard so much about or if they can just allow this to go unabated and uncontested as increasingly the u.s infrastructure is being attacked by somebody we don't know who. we just don't know who and yet again it's one of these things where it's like we need to have some sort of game maybe we can make up some sort of game show where you determine whether something is criminal vandalism or democratic law you, you can't tell the difference, really. You can't actually determine whether the out, you know, by just judging the outcome, it's hard to tell whether something is some sort of criminal terrorism or just your basic World Economic Forum dictated policy. It's hard to tell, right? If an electric substation is shut down through executive fiat when they demand that you stop producing energy because it uh, hurts the earth. Or whether somebody just shoots bullets into a transformer and blows the damn thing up. What's the difference really? Whether a statue is torn down by some dude in a pickup truck with a tow cable or by you know agents of the state, construction workers hired by the governor. Is there any difference to the outcome or is all vandalism now contributing to the imposition of a global government through their terroristic actions? Now, remember, this is just the latest this month. So you've got three or four power substations attacked in Washington state on Christmas Day. Also, perhaps significant. But earlier this month, you had five electricity substations in Oregon and Washington attacked just days after two of them in North Carolina were shot up, causing widespread power outages. Remember, at the time, 
the media actually reported on this and jumped on it because they very bizarrely claimed that because there was a drag queen story show going on within like 100 miles of this, that must have been it. It must have been those those damn anti-trans terrorists that they keep making up and that don't actually exist. Uh, it must have been them. But then, of course, that was a ridiculous claim that completely fell out of favor, and they just started ignoring the attacks instead. So again, from – December 8th of this year, at least five attacks at electrical substations in the Pacific Northwest have been reported in recent weeks to the FBI. The incidents come to light via a federal memo following a deliberate attack last week in Moore County, North Carolina, again earlier in December, that left tens of thousands of people without power for days as seasonal temperatures fall. Again, they say they're actively cooperating with the FBI on this. They're like, you can just call us Twitter. You can just call us Twitter. We are at the FBI's beck and call in this regard. Master, uh, here's the story of the North Carolina one. Massive power outage in North Carolina was caused by gunfire damaging substations, leaving 40,000 without power. But let's go back in time a little bit, shall we? We actually covered this story earlier this year. Didn't know we were predicting the future. But on April 16th, 2013, a team of highly skilled gunmen opened fire on the Metcalf power substation in san jose california in just under 10 minutes they disabled 17 transformers and caused 15 million dollars in damage will menendez posted this on twitter saying this is the most important terror attack you've never heard of with a quick thread so the png metcalf substation provides most of santa clara valley with power facebook stanford etc are all on this grid the attackers are still unknown they were never caught and the motive is still unknown this again from 2013 what happened as a timeline of the attack is just around 1 a.m., fiber optic lines were cut not far from U.S. Route 101 just outside of uh, – just south of San Jose. The substation loses internet and phone service. Seven minutes later, some customers lost service. Cables in its vault near the Metcalf substation were cut. A surveillance camera pointed along the chain link fence show streak of light that investigators say was a signal to begin firing at the substation. This terrorist attack was never solved. And now, several years later, we're seeing a resurgence in this type of activity. Anything of real quality, anything of lasting durability, anything that's really satisfying and empowering and fulfilling is going to be hard to attain. And when it comes to information, boy, is that true today. We see the entire global corrupt anti-human depopulation, Great Reset Combine, trying to collapse our society to build on its ashes their their transhumanist nightmare vision, suppressing the voices of good people all around the world and of doctors and scientists and engineers that are exposing all their lies, their COVID hysteria, their world's going to end in 2030, carbon tax, global warming bull, all of it. And none of it can succeed. None of it can actually be carried out unless everybody is silenced and gaslit. That's why truth comes with hard work and with research and with diligence. And that's why it's hard to share InfoWars links and band out video links. That's why we've got to share them now more than ever. You're watching The American Journal. Watch live right now at band.video. Still a lot to cover today. We'll go out to your phone calls here shortly. I want to continue on this story about the 
attacks on the substations. I, you know, I guess it's just the world that we live in, the just so utterly corrupt world. Like, obviously, when the, when the attack in North Carolina happened, the left thought they could make hay out of that by claiming it was some sort of terrorist attack against it drag queen story hour that was happening remember that was just on the heels of the attack at the gay bar in uh, Colorado that they also attempted to weaponize when it was discovered that the person who carried out the shooting was himself a transgender person uh, that quickly left the news cycle but apparently that was in their minds was the idea the the you know self-perpetuating concept no evidence whatsoever that there was some sort of rash of terrorist attacks against LGBT people, of course, caused by the likes of Matt Walsh and others for daring to you know, contradict their blatantly ascientific reading of human biology. But that's beside the point. The fact that you haven't heard much about this, the fact that they just report this and then just sort of move on is evidence to me that there's something more going on here. So again, we return to 2013 when it seems like the prototype of this attack was carried out in California, just south of San Jose. The PNG Metcalf substation was attacked in a coordinated, really militaristic-style raid. So what happened was that the fiber optic lines were cut at 12.58 a.m. By 107, cables were cut. And the Metcalf substation was down with people reporting lost service. At 1.31 a.m., a surveillance camera pointed along a chain-link fence around the substation recorded a streak of light that investigators from the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Office thought was a signal from a waved flashlight. It was followed by the muzzle flash of rifles. Again, you've got teams of people. Like This is a thorough like special forces raid of some sort. We've got some people going and cutting the lines, signaling to other people with a flashlight to start firing at the substation, causing the entire thing to go down. Again, it's it's hard to tell whether this was an end of it in and of itself, right? Like you've got to imagine. You've got clearly you've got multiple people, right? Probably men, multiple men getting together, planning this out, executing it. They probably had to train beforehand, right? You don't just you don't just carry off something like this. I mean, you get caught for this type of thing, you go to jail for life, right? You're a terrorist. You, this is a major thing to risk. You don't just do this haphazardly. You don't just do this on a whim. It's not just a couple of drunk good old boys going, all right, you know, you get the guns. I'll go cut the fiber optic cable, and then I'll signal you, and you start firing it. Like, that. no, that doesn't happen. So clearly but this it is, was, like, that easy. Apparently it is As that easy. Seen, yeah, like, people well, will get in and out before first responders are even like alerted to go there. Well, that's what I was going to say. That, you know, that's the other aspect of this. There's first of all, you know, if you're cutting power to something, maybe you want to do something in this area that you're cutting the power from. Maybe you've got a team waiting to raid some sort of organization to steal files, and so you shut down the power so their security system goes down so they can't call the cops and then you carry out that raid and then no one ever even hears about it. Because it, you know, it's some sort of international intrigue of intelligence agencies pulling something off, and so you know, of course, that's covered up by the media and everybody else who's in league with these organizations. Or it's like testing response time, right? All right, let's see if we destroy this transformer. How long does it take to get back up? How long is it going to take for them to uh, respond to the emergency call? Like a testing, some sort of testing phase that took place in 2013. 
By 1.37 a.m., PG&E received an alarm from motion sensors at the substation, possibly, possibly from bullets grazing the fence. By 1.41 a.m., Santa Clara Santa Clara County Sheriff's Department received a 911 call about gunfire, sent an engineer to a nearby power plant that still had phone service. At 1.45 a.m., the first bank of transformers riddled with bullet holes and having leaked 52,000 U.S. gallons of oil overheated, whereupon PGE's control center about 90 miles north received an equipment failure alarm. By one thir- by- You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, we're going out to your phone calls this segment. I'm sorry, I'm taking so long to cover this, but I think it's fascinating. I think it's utterly fascinating that you have highly professional, like, special forces operation as long as nine years ago attacking American substations. You hardly heard anything about it, and yet it's evidence of either a very thoroughly professional you know, military group operating in the United States as either domestic or some sort of foreign you know, incursion. Just wild. So again, you've got flashlight signals marking the beginning and the end of this attack that happened in the middle of the night, 2013, in California. More than 100 expended 7.62 by 39 millimeter cases were later found at the site. By 1.51 a.m., officers arrived and found everything quiet, unable to get past the locked fence and seeing nothing suspicious, they left. Just like fire, just 52,000 gallons of oil pouring all over the ground, bullet holes everywhere, and there's like nothing to see here. (laughs) We're going home. Great. Well done, fellas. In the subsequent investigation, it it became incredibly clear how professional of an operation this was. Of the 100-plus shell casings found, all had been wiped clean of fingerprints. There were also stacks of rocks found all over the site commonly used to gauge firing distances. They knew exactly where to attack, shooting directly at the cooling fans, the weakest part of the transformer. They knew where to uh, dig to disable fiber optic cables and the location of every camera. There still exists no footage of how the gunmen entered the site. In the months following the attack, the U.S. government ran a simulated attack on the electric grid. You can read the report below, but the results were terrifying. A group of unskilled actors could easily disable the majority of the U.S. grid. Following the report, a number of improvements were made to power stations in the following years, but that was not the end for Metcalf. In 2014, the site was raided. A team cut the fence and entered the site undetected, stealing copies of maintenance and exercise reports. To put this in context, Metcalf was not one but two terror attacks on a critical piece of infrastructure. These attacks were carried out likely by a team of with special forces experience operating undetected and using unconventional weaponry, and we still have no idea why. And now we see nine years later, eight years later, a resurgence of this style of attack. Once again, will the FBI actually even investigate this? If they can't pin it on white supremacists, do they even care? And if this is a international group, what nation is attacking our infrastructure in such a way? And why is the American government seemingly covering it up rather than exposing and investigating it? I'll leave those questions with you. We'll go out to your phone calls now. I do want to remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com. New Year's is coming up. Your New Year's resolutions 
can only be helped by going to InfoWarsStore.com, whether it's getting the real Red Pill Plus that's back in stock, an improved formula with an introductory sale price of 50% off, or any of the other supplements that can give you the energy, the focus, the resolve that you need to be the best you can be in 2023. They're all available now at InfoWarsStore.com, and many of them are on massive discounts such as DNA Force Plus, Brain Force Plus, and uh, Vitamin Mineral Fusion. All of these, 60% off now at InfoWarsStore.com. And with that, we go out to the phone calls. Marcus in Ohio has some suggestions for news stories of the year. Thanks for calling in, Marcus. You're on the air. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, I hear you, Marcus. Go ahead. Marcus, sorry about that. That's all right. Are you How busy? Are you? We, we can come back to you, Marcus, if we need to. Uh, no, I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Did you have a good uh, Christmas? I had an excellent Christmas. How about you? I did. Thank you. Good. I was just calling, uh, and I heard a few uh, stories, but I don't, I'm surprised by a bitch this, but uh, Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. Yep. That's, so that's true. That's pretty life-changing for all of us <laughs> yes i don't want anybody to forget about that <laughs> very true it, that, that was a major story yes yeah, sir yeah and that, uh i'm gonna call back later this week with the jet fuel scandal that i think we're all facing yeah but so, i just wanted to wish you a hope you had a merry christmas and a happy new year and i'll let somebody else get on here all right thanks so much for the call as always marcus yeah it's uh Another major event that marks the complete degradation and collapse of civil society in America. Will Smith, the beloved actor Will Smith, slapping the crap out of a comedian for daring to say his wife's name at the Oscars. <laughs> Just. <laughs> uh, Jada Pinkett so bald? She's so bald. She is bald, though. You know that, right, Will? <laughs> you are aware that your wife is bald? All right, good. Glad. This is shocking news to Will. Do you think uh, Will Smith will will join that uh, new UFC spinoff league slap fight? Uh, you know? Dana White, he's starting up slap fight. I don't know. Chris Rock didn't even seem phased by it, so I think Will Smith's got some training to do. I think that would be a great way to kick the league off, though. <laughs> Just throw him in, in, like, the promo for the league. But it'd be Will Smith and some, like, seven-foot-tall Russian man, and uh, it would not be good for Will Smith. I've seen it those. It would not be good for I've seen those slap fights. No, it would not. It would not. But, hey, it's, it's, a, it's a novel idea. In 2023, it might just be as stupid as 2022, so who knows. Uh, let's go now to Max in Kansas. Thanks for calling in. Max, you are on the air about COVID news. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Harrison. I hope you had a blessed Christmas with your family, man. Same it was with excellent. Drew and Alex Good, good. Um, but all, all this COVID news lately is just so sickening, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, people just straight up dying left and right. You know, the Twitter files revealing that the government paid Twitter to, to silence a whole bunch of information related to COVID, including, you know, the banning of doctors and health officials uh, who were against what Fauci was saying and all this, just all this insanity. Um, Harrison, I, I watched this clip of Jimmy Kimmel reacting to Elon Musk's tweet saying that my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. And, and don't ask me why I watched this clip, okay? I didn't actively seek it. I didn't even really want to watch it in the first place, but I just did. And I regret it now so much because watching what he said made me lose a brain cell. He said that Elon Musk was, was garbage for spreading false and dangerous conspiracy theories against me, who, quote, works for our good. It goes on to say that Fauci is a doctor who's devoted his entire life to protecting our children from HIV and COVID and swine flu. And I, 
I, I can't. Like, Jimmy Kimmel, he sucks. He's not funny. <laughs> Nobody watches his show. Dude is about as funny as a fatal pileup on the freeway. He's a cultural tumor who has no style, no sense of humor, a disgusting hairline. Not to mention the fact that he literally puts himself near people who are much greater stars and a much more interest and talent in him and uses their charm in order to carry his pathetic show dude like he's just okay, <laughs> dang right. man tell done. us what tell us I'm what done. you really think I'm, 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 I'm all right all right i don't call him just to just to dump on jimmy kimmel but um you know with all this news coming out you know i mean you people need to question motives right why do they silence this information that literally saves people's lives right why do they attack people who are genuinely there trying to help their patients and help get information out that is crucial to health, right? Health and safety. Um, Mm -hmm. And, well, any logically thinking person, any person who has common sense could recognize that there are really bad intentions and motives behind, you know, the suppression of information, right? And Mm -hmm. I just, because whenever people read this kind of stuff, they they just read it as a headline. Right, and they don't think about well. Why is this the way it is? Why are these people doing this? What do they benefit? Right? What do they gain? And I think that those questions are really important, especially in a time like now when all this stuff is coming out, and like people just still brush it off. Right? Yeah. People still listen to these demons, to the WHO, to Anthony Fauci, to Bill. Anthony Fauci is trying to weasel his way out of you know being held accountable, but hopefully people won't let that happen, like Rand Paul. Um, but I just really wish that people would start questioning why. Right? Yeah, you're, you're so right, Max. And we're coming up against a commercial break, but it, we're, we're going to cover this hour and into the next hour exactly what you're talking about, the new revelations about COVID, including and that, that merges into the Twitter files as they, you know, the latest Twitter file release was about the COVID censorship that took place. But I was thinking over the weekend, I want to do like a Something like interview with a normie, debate with a normie, something like that. Like most of the debates yeah. that you see, it's between one person on one, you know, the far left and one person on the far right. They're debating things with very particular. But I just want to talk to just like a normal CNN consumer that just the normies, just people out there that just don't know any better, just watch football all day and they get all their news from CNN and just really get into exactly what you're talking about. Just see if they've ever thought about why the things are the way they are, why the censorship happened the way that it did. And get them to admit that in order to prevent this from ever happening again, somebody's got to pay a price. If not, if for no other reason than to prevent this from happening. Look, it's not hype when you've delivered. And InfoWars has been the tip of spear against tyranny. And when it comes to the products we sell to fund our operation, they're just like our news and information. They are powerful and they change the world. The Real Red Pill Plus is one of our top sellers, but for over two years, it's been sold out because of supply chain breakdowns. It's finally back in stock for 50% off at InfoWarsTore.com. Now, in the limited time we have, I can't get into all the ingredients that are in it, but this sucker is amazing. Look for yourself at how loaded each bottle is, ladies and gentlemen. Every one of these will supercharge your day and everything you do. Just look into the preglanone that we've got that's in this product. Get your Real Red Pill Plus, a proprietary product nobody else has, exclusively back in stock for 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This is as close as the Matrix Red Pill as you're going to get. Red Pill Plus, 50% off, InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, 
have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We're going to go out to your phone calls again this segment. One thing I forgot to mention during the Daily Dispatch concerns the massive uh, snowstorm in western New York. And the aspect that I, I didn't mention but is pretty important and, again, sort of illustrative of the primary problem we face in this country is the fact that you had you know a snowstorm that kills 28 people that – causes gridlock and catastrophe across a huge swath of New York State. In the midst of all that, you have rampant looting taking place. Can you imagine going out in sub-zero temperatures, braving feet and feet of snow to go out and rob somebody who's also going through that same catastrophe? You know, it's just, it's just, it's just one of those things. Just one of those things. Again, I guess I guess we're just not worthy of liberty. Like we just can't have it. We are not worthy of it. The American people are incapable of handling the necessary responsibility of being a free people. Sort of sucks. I guess we have to live in a prison now. I guess we just have to live in a prison. The idea of liberty itself in an American sense is the fact that you don't have police standing on every corner. You don't have continuous surveillance and the government keeping you in line. You're just a decent person that can exist with your fellow human beings in a way that is beneficial for everybody. That's not so much the case anymore. If you're not worthy of liberty, if you can't handle it, I guess you you aren't going to have it anymore. And that's just the way that it works. But it really reminds me of – the way our government operates as well, and you'll see it as we probably in the next segment start talking about the Twitter files and especially in relation to COVID-19, sort of a similar situation, right? You have some sort of natural disaster. Of course, COVID wasn't natural. It was created in a lab and released by these same people, so that's another level of deviousness going on here. But just for the sake of argument, you have a natural disaster, and the people in positions of power, instead of actually wanting to do anything – effective to combat that natural disaster their only concern is using that natural disaster to perpetuate or you know continue to expand their program that existed before the natural disaster took place so again it's like you've got you've got one class of people that when a natural disaster hits they want to do whatever they can to help rectify it and help their fellow man and you have another class of people that when a natural disaster hits, they see it as an opportunity to do things they couldn't do otherwise. 
A blizzard hits. Well, now it's our opportunity. The, the alarms are down. Let's go break into a store and steal a, a TV. And in the halls of power, you have people going, oh, a, a disease is coming out of China. Let's not do anything to stop it. Let's instead use it to bring about a global government and convince people to abandon their liberties in a way that they never would before this virus hit. So this is just this is just the world that we live in now. Nobody in power is actually trying to fix things. They're just interested in using natural disasters to their own ends and in the process increasing the damage done to normal people by that natural disaster. So again, we'll get into that. I think I think Biden actually could be to blame for that though, right? To blame for what? For the looting. Not for the not for the winter weather, but you know when when the economy is in the tank and you know when uh, opportunity arises, right? You know, hey. inflation's through the roof. You know those people who are stealing probably aren't doing it. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a portion of people who are stealing who don't need the money. Well, let, let's let's be honest here. The, they didn't need a blizzard to loot in the first place. The looting is continuous. The shoplifting phenomenon of gangs storming into stores has continued unabated since it began in 2020. So yeah, you're exactly you're exactly right. The uh, atmosphere of just open criminality that has been fostered by the Democrats over the last couple of year couple years is uh, firmly taking root and whether it's a blizzard or just a Wednesday afternoon you're going to see massive looting by people who know they'll get away with it know they won't be punished for it know that even if they are caught they won't actually you know serve any time for it and of course how many times do we hear that you know private property is nothing I mean who cares it can always be replaced that's what insurance is for and that's what we heard throughout the riots and if you think that type of rhetoric doesn't continue into just everyday life yeah I think uh I think we know exactly who's to blame for all of this. But with that, let's go out to the phone calls. We do have Patrick in Germany who wants to talk about censorship, and Daniel in Oklahoma is actually on a plane as we speak, so we'll go to him in a second. But first, Patrick in Germany who wants to talk about censorship. Thanks so much for calling in, Patrick. You're on the air. Hello, and I greetings. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Thanks for calling in. Hi. I'm just calling in really, really quickly to say for the end of the year celebration, thanks a lot for standing up to bring all this information along. Um, it's extremely humiliating, for especially someone in Germany who thought that uh, I knew about, I thought I knew about the world. Now I know that I know nothing. I don't know if I, what to be shocked about, about COVID, about the censorship on Twitter, about the fact that no one seems to care a lot because there's just been too much drama for people to care about anything anymore. It's just like, leave me alone, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, you've been standing up, standing straight, as soon as I have uh, some more money, free money for myself, I'll definitely go shopping again at your store. Nothing more to say, just thank you. Keep up the good work. I don't agree with everything that you say, but um, good fit that you're around. And without you, I think the world would be a lot uh, worse off. <laughs> wow, thank you very much. No, that's, uh, that's very nice, Patrick. Thank you very much. And of course, that's... That's uh, that's all we ever wanted. We don't. I don't want you to agree with everything that I said. I would like it if people disagreed with me more. I like I like having little uh, little arguments uh, on air because that's the only way that you're you're going to get to the truth. Uh, so no, that that's all we want is just people to have a place and a and a method by which they can speak freely uh, with us against us. It doesn't matter. the The problem is that the world that we live in now is increasingly one in which there is only one view allowed, and whether it's through professional or legal or governmental mandate, uh, any alternative view is being 
literally prosecuted out of existence. So thank you so much, Patrick. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the kind words. And uh, we will continue to stand up against censorship. And as Thomas Jefferson said, we will continue to devote our lives to the eradication of all forms of tyranny over the minds of man. Thanks so much for that call, Patrick. Let's go quickly to Daniel in Oklahoma, flying a plane. Hopefully we can hear you, Daniel. Thanks for calling in. You are on the air. You're on the air. Go ahead. Good morning. Uh, While I'm up here doing pipeline patrol, flying over our nation's oil lines and checking out for leaks and digging and any other kind of hanky-panky going on, uh, such as with the... Oh, oh, wait, wait. So I uh, just really enjoy your show. You said something a few weeks ago, and you hit the nail on the head. I've never heard anybody else say it, and it kind of ties into the spiritual aspect of everything that's going on. You had mentioned uh, a strong possibility that these people are getting set up to bring forward um, a false antichrist so that therefore they can bring forward the real Antichrist, and then everybody's going to think, well, we already had the Antichrist, so this must be Jesus. This is the good guy here. Yep. And so I think that that's something that we really, really need to be watching out for. I think the spiritual aspect of everything that's happening right now is the most important thing that is happening right now, and it's something that is on an individual level, and it's something that you just, you don't want to get it wrong. Right. Now, I've been spending uh, two years now trying to think of solutions. How are we going to get ourselves right, I'll tell you, tell you what, we're, we're, about to, we're about to go to commercial break, Daniel. If you can, stay on the line. We'll come back to you for the solutions because we know the spiritual <laughs> contest is a major problem for all of us right now. Stay on the line, Daniel. We'll be back on the other side. Don't go anywhere. I want you to remember two words. InfoWars Platinum. In the history of InfoWars supplements, and they're amazing, This is hands down the most powerful, game-changing products we've ever offered to the public. Now, all three of these are private labels of three national bestsellers put out by a pharmaceutical company that also makes high-end supplements. And the owner's a listener and a supporter. So they're giving them to us at 40% off what they're sold in stores, over 20% off what they're sold online under the InfoWars Platinum brand name. These are incredible. Pain MD. HGH Max Boost, and of course, 1776 Testosterone Boost. Read about them at InfoWarsStore.com, learn about them, and then try them out for yourself. And I know you will be a repeat customer, which is awesome. It'll empower your life, make your life more amazing, and it will keep us on the air. A 360 win. InfoWars Platinum, now available at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Watching the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. We're currently live on the line with Daniel, who is high above Oklahoma, flying in a plane right now, talking about the spiritual warfare that uh, we're under. You have some solutions you wanted to suggest. Uh, go ahead, Daniel. Well, you know, uh, Families that are at the best of everything. Um, they're trying to kill us. Everybody knows they're trying to kill us. 
And what I believe is the only way out of this mess now, and, and it's not something I like to say. This is not the type of person I am. But we need our own secret society of trustworthy people that are, that are in it for humanity. And I believe the only way out of this is this secret society is going to have to track down these 12, 13 satanic family blessings, and we've got to eliminate it. Um, that's not a popular thing to say. In fact, I don't even know if you're allowed to say that on the radio. Now, they're allowed to not only talk about it, they're allowed to actually do it. So it's kind of frustrating that, you know, we can't, you know, have some of the same weapons as they have and use it against them because, well, then we're just terrorists and awful people. But we yeah, Daniel, you're sorry, you're uh, sorry, sort of it's, it's sorry, it's a little bit hard to to hear you, Daniel. I, I kind of in and out there. Yeah, I think you said we need to uh, to to love and bless the thirteen satanic families. I completely agree, Daniel. I completely agree with what with what I think, I think that's what you, I think I think Daniel, that's what you said. Support your holy war. Yeah, no, I, I look. Uh, you know, this, the term secret society is obviously you know running the world is never a good thing, but. There is certainly a movement happening. I mean, I remember after January sixth first happened, it was like <laughs> it was like my mom and all of her friends like getting on signal. They were all like, "Uh oh, things are different now. We need to hide our communications." Uh, just knowing that like normal people discussing things normally, being against what the government is doing, is increasingly a dangerous position to take. And so, you know, you can use the term if you use the term secret society. I think. You know, a lot of people on our side get turned off by that. But if you look throughout history, you know, major revolutions, they always start with some form of secret society. That's how the American Revolution started. The Sons of Liberty wasn't exactly a, a public thing, you going out and saying that you wanted liberty for the United States. It all happened in secret, under, by which I mean not under the purview or not under the surveillance of the people in power that they were agitating against. So, you know, we've grown up and lived in a world so long where we could just say what we believe openly and advocate for, you know, our heritage and, and America and freedom without having to worry about it. And I think we're slowly coming to the realization that that's not the case anymore. And that if you want to talk about liberty and freedom and what you can do to correct the issues that we're currently under, uh, and we're currently suffering under, you have to do it in increasingly secretive ways. I, I completely agree with that. Daniel, couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for calling in. I really do appreciate it. Fly safe. Have a good landing and uh, call back again sometime. I'd love to love to hear more from you. Let's go to Andrew in New York who wants to talk about PSYOPs, the linchpin of everything that Daniel and everybody else is talking about. Thanks for calling in. Andrew, go ahead. Your topic is PSYOPs. And for shout out to all the women above the ice in Antarctica and everywhere else. Um, but anyways, so yeah, PSYOPs pretty much always been happening like they rewrote history like they included like science all those different stuff but they were like doing all kinds of experiments like on conformity on wearing helplessness all those different things and like you could see that like even on mk ultra all that stuff it's been like kind of used on like the entire population they have like these remote like tools to like um like mess with people's like brains and stuff like I think it's like brain waves and and things that they're actually able to actually even heard like people like were talking like in I guess somehow they access people's like I guess brain brains from like the five G or something. But yeah, 
I mean, the special ops, so Trump's all that, all that, they're going to defeat the globalists and all their psyops and everything. Yeah. You know, psyops are nothing new. They may have more advanced ways of carrying them out now. But I've sort of been on – I've been on like a historical bender recently. I've just like been jumping from history topic to history topic, whether it's the Vietnam War, the Civil War or ancient Byzantium or ancient Rome. And it's like the continuity between all of these major world conflicts from as far back as you can possibly measure till today. They all have such similarity. Like they all have have such continuity between them and you know you could say that the idea of freeing the slaves was a psychological operation right when you had the north the union uh, abraham lincoln trying to figure out how to get people to fight he determined that well if people think of this as a holy war and think of this as a war to free the slaves which it never was he didn't consider it that and actually it backfired in some ways because a bunch of northerners were like we don't want to fight to free the slaves we're fighting to keep the republic intact so it actually backfired in a little in a in some ways but you know these are this has been going on forever and whether it's the civil war however many hundreds of years ago or the revolutionary war i mean psyops are used by great powers and have since the beginning of civilization and in, in ancient egypt i mean this this is just the way that society works it's the way that uh all, all this stuff works and it used to the only difference is that it used to be only known about by the very highest echelons who were employing these psychological operations. Now, because of places like InfoWars and because it's just becoming you know, too much to keep a handle on, the information flows too freely now. It's not as controlled as it was in the past. I mean the, the farther you go back, the more and more centralized information becomes. And so you know, now we just recognize that's going on and the people doing it are, are pretty open about doing it. Yes, well, we have to convince people of this and we can't do it through arguing, so we have to do it through censorship. Like they're just pretty open about it at this point. But it's been going on forever and um, you know, usually it's because the people don't want to actually go to war. We don't want to actually go to war. Nobody wants to actually experience the just utter horrors of warfare and so they have to be tricked into it every single time. And again, this goes – all the way back to ancient Rome and, and uh, you know, holding triumphs where you're dragging the, the conquered barbarian king through the streets in a form of uh, humiliation ritual to, you know, uh, demoralize his troops back home. I mean, this is how this is how people govern. It's how they've always governed. And now we're helping to uh, break that control system up through just exposing the tactics that they use. Let's go to uh, Jefferson in Virginia. Thank you for the call, Andrew. Let's go to Jefferson in Virginia. You want to talk about the Kerry Lake fiasco. Go ahead. You're on the air. Well, happy holidays, Harrison. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah, happy New Year. Merry Christmas. I'm sure it's going to be a, a week before we get back to talking about serious issues. But, uh, yeah, the Kerry Lake thing with the uh, drawer three, you realize those ballots that couldn't go through a tabulator got taken to run back or mtech or whatever it was and they were transcribed onto a proper size ballot by somebody at those two locations those mm. ballots never went through a tabulator they essentially were adjudicated onto another piece of paper where who knows whether they actually put the votes in the way that they were put on the ballot back at the uh, voting center so, yeah yeah that we actually had a caller last week who pointed that out saying well they couldn't go through a tabulator so then they sent them to a central location and ran them through a tabulator that doesn't make any sense. No, if they couldn't go through a tabulator no, here, they couldn't go through a tabulator there. Yeah, a little, little, correct. you know, suspicious activity there, Jefferson. Yes, and, and that didn't come up 
in the trial well enough for people to understand it. But but the solution to that was to simply bring your mailed out ballot with you to the polling places. If you wanted to vote on Election Day, you should have had your mailed out ballot with you as sort of a provisional ballot. If something went wrong on Election Day, then you would have your ballot with you that you could fill out and put in a drop box or go to the registration center and drop it off there. Mm. But the fact that we didn't do that made us vulnerable to this scam that they ran where the tabulators wouldn't work. But, you know, if you work at a polling place and you've seen what the ballot is supposed to look like size-wise, it's like looking at a counterfeit piece of of money. You would immediately say to yourself, something doesn't look right here. Right, it's, it's obvious. The, right, but the, the idea is that technicians had to be called in to try to figure out what the problem was when the people that worked at the polling station should have known immediately that the ballots were the wrong printed size. Of course, it was 19, 19 inch uh, printout on 20 inch paper. Like, how could they have missed that? Now, nah, it, was, it was all a scam. I totally agree. We'll be back on the other side. I'm pointing my finger at you. And I'm also pointing it right back at myself. You forget to take your multivitamins. You forget to take your vitamin D3. You forget to take your Brain Force Plus. You forget to take DNA Force Plus. You forget to take DX3. And you know it makes your life better. And you know it makes you healthier. And you constantly forget. And when you remember to do it, you're a lot healthier. This stuff will blow you away. Plus, it funds our operation. we got the biggest sale of the year going right now at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and use promo code 1776 to get up to 60% off on these best-selling products. The lowest deal is 40%. Most of the sales are 60 or 50% when you use promo code 1776. There's too many products to tell you about them all. They're all kick-ass. They keep us on the air. Please continue to support, and I love you, and I thank you. 1776 at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now launching the most powerful supplements in the history of InfoWars under a new brand name, InfoWars Platinum. Now, all three of these revolutionary products you see in front of you are already number one bestsellers in the market for the last few years because they work so well. We've gone right to the manufacturer who are listeners, the owners of Fan, and they've given us this huge deal off of retail, 40% off what these products are found for under other names and, and, and not just other one name they sell these under three or four other brands that other major distributors and suppliers have put out the difference is we have it for 40 percent off what it is in stores we're talking about pain md we're talking about hgh max boost we're talking about 1776 testosterone boost these things are incredible I would suggest you take half a dose or less when you first do and consult your healthcare provider because they're so powerful. Get them at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, welcome back. This is The American Journal. Back to your phone call soon, but before we back out to the phone lines. Let's talk about COVID-19, shall we? What a year it's been for COVID. What a, what a terrible year it's been for the COVID narrative pushers. You still, you almost have to admire their chutzpah. You, you almost have to admire that Anthony Fauci is still out there making the most outrageous claims that the president of the United States still never misses an opportunity to tell people to go get vaccinated, especially when just over this year we have learned the 
debilitating, horrific effects of lockdown that we all knew was going to happen. The died suddenly trend causing massive spikes in death across the world that we also knew was happening. The fact that the EU finally discovered that Pfizer didn't actually test any of its vaccines for efficacy, which of course we knew a long time ago. It's nothing new for us to see what's happening this year, but it is a novel experience seeing all of this stuff openly discussed in the mainstream media. Again, this is this isn't even a new list, but it's worth bringing up again. Dr. Eli David on Twitter says we need new conspiracy theories. All the previous ones turned out to be true. The vaccinated can cause uh, can spread COVID. Vaccinated are susceptible to new variants and reinfection. COVID vaccines can cause blood clots and other serious side effects. Third and fourth shot would be necessary. All of these were conspiracy theories at one point. They've all been admitted as truth now by the very authorities that demonized us for asking these questions in the first place. The idea that you would need shots every year or every half a year. That was a conspiracy theory. Shots for young children. We thought that wouldn't be needed. Total segregation of society. Camps for the unvaccinated. Unvaccinated being unable to work. Harder access to medical care for the unvaccinated. And secret contracts between Pfizer and the government. All of these were baseless, wild-eyed, dangerous even conspiracy theories that are true now. That they are, Now they're all true all of a sudden. Funny how that works. The rabbit hole 84 on Twitter says this. It's hard to overstate. Yeah, I think they mean overstate. It's hard to understate, they say, the levels of dishonesty we witnessed during COVID. No amount of political doublespeak can make this poof away. The game has changed. Once the internet has receipts, evidence is forever. And he tweets this out with a collage saying things like the effects of Black Lives Matter protest on coronavirus cases explained. The attack on Capitol may have been a super spreader event. Remember remember when there were 10,000 people shoulder to shoulder in the streets of L.A. in the midst, the very beginning, the opening salvo of a pandemic, and we were told not only that it wouldn't accelerate the spread of the virus, that it was actually curing people somehow. It was a miracle. It was the ghost of George Floyd come down from heaven or from hell to bless the people rioting in his name by protecting them with uh, from coronavirus incredible stuff but again just this you know it's like we don't even need to go over it it's it's i guess just just watch our shows in the last two years i mean you see all of this research determines protests did not cause a spike in coronavirus cases but lawmakers shelter during the Capitol may have been exposed to coronavirus. Black Lives Matter protests have not led to a spike in coronavirus cases, says CNN, but they do say that 38 Capitol police have tested positive for COVID-19 after the Capitol riot. So again, it just goes on and on. Every single mainstream media outlet has stories of this you know, regard. Which again, just goes to show that If something is politically convenient or expedient for them, it will be allowed to happen. The mainstream media will write articles about how it's a good thing. And if the exact same thing or something much less bad happens but it goes against their political desires, then they will demonize it with every authority they have, including the mainstream media, the FBI, big tech, and and everybody else involved. The the walk, the the takeaway here should be – that these people in power, mainstream media, big tech, politicians, they don't give a damn about what is right or wrong. They just do not. They just don't care about what the truth is. It is nothing but an impediment to them. They care nothing but what will 
aggrandize their control over the population. That's literally it. We're going to go to some videos now and continue into the next hour about what has been revealed about COVID recently and what we can do about it with a very thorough thread by Michael P. Singer about how we get Nuremberg 2.0, how we – and again, the most important part about this is that we need to stop these same people from doing this ever again. You understand that we – it could be tomorrow. It could be next month. It could be six months from now. But the very people that created the coronavirus are, as we speak, creating other viruses. The people that released the coronavirus are, as we speak, laying plans to release another virus and do exactly the same thing that they did before. They haven't apologized. They haven't admitted that they were wrong. They haven't even admitted culpability in any of these things. So we can't wait on them to admit that they were wrong. They, they never will. We have to hold them to account, if for no other reason, than to just prevent this same thing from happening again. The only possible way to prevent that from happening is to make an example of the people that did it this time. It's the only possible way. It is imperative for our existence as human beings that that take place let's go to clip 17 here this has to do with the trend of sudden deaths around the country and the fact that the msm has been completely ignoring this i guess you could call it phenomena genocide holocaust whatever you want to call it there is no word uh, too extreme for the literally millions of death that these people have, uh, deaths that these people have caused and continue to cause. Let's go to clip 17. MSM was shouting COVID amnesty from the rooftop. Now there's an eerie silence. Why is that? All these lockdowns, we had this mass vaccination campaign. We had people bouncing up and down about it. Politicians and medical officers and scientific officers strutting over the telly every night, TV every night. And now we've actually got higher levels of deaths and no one seems to be commenting on it at all it is utterly bizarre and inexplicable that we did so much for a certain number of deaths now we have a high number of deaths and no one seems to be saying a thing it really is very very strange that this is going on um now we don't want to get into conspiracy theory but it just it's it to me it's inexplicable why mainstream media is not all over this and uh, shouting it from the rooftops because there's a major phenomena that we're suffering from. And it, it's different age groups as well. It's, it's not just young people. So if we, if we go onto this screen again here, um, we, can, we can actually do, do this by age group and look at different age groups. And we see that there, that is the age group, uh, that age group there is all. So excess deaths in all age groups. But we actually see, albeit with a smaller scale, thankfully, Excess deaths in 0 to 24s, excess deaths in 25 to 49s, excess deaths in 50 to 64s, excess deaths in every age group more than we would expect. And um, and yet people don't seem to be talking about it. Very, very strange. Yeah, not actually that strange when you understand... You know, the priorities of these people, again, not, not a single person should have gone along with the lockdown measures as soon as the George Floyd riots started happening. As soon as you saw the same mainstream media telling you it was, it was death, you were a murderer for trying to go out to 
buy some chocolate milk at the store you without a mask you're you're a a vicious murderer, but 10,000 people gathering on the streets yelling together, right? You can't sing in church, but they can gather together with the entire city on a single street, elbow to elbow, without masks, yelling and tossing, you know, tussling and, and rioting with each other was totally fine. Like as soon as that happened, as soon as people realized that it was completely arbitrary what they shut down and what they allowed to continue, right? They shut down singing in church. But they allowed 10,000 people to take to the streets and riot. And nobody saw that weird. Nobody questioned that. That should have been the end of it right there. But people are dumb, I guess. I don't know. I guess people are dumb. But, you know, it should have been over then. Should have been over in 2020. Should have never got started in the first place. People listened to InfoWars, but they didn't. So it should have at least been over in 2020. But now that we're in 2022, they are still trying to carry out this charade. It is the most... Absurd thing you can possibly imagine. The Epoch Times has this story. Growing number of neurological complications after COVID-19 vaccination. Before the COVID-19 era, all ages in for ages in medicine, it had been said, syphilis is often referred to as the great masquerader as it may present with a variety of uh, an array of uh, clinical symptoms and may mimic a variety of other diseases, making diagnosis challenging. While there's no doubt the COVID-19 vaccine, uh, vaccine inter- injury syndrome will far eclipse syphilis, or any other system, systemic disorder that will assume the throne of the great masquerader. Oh, it's long COVID. Oh, it's it's climate change. It it, it must be you know, some new disease. No, it's vaccine injury. It's killing millions. And there's a very simple process to stop this. It's called justice. We're waiting. Why does the establishment spend so much time demonizing Infowars, attacking myself and the crew and our other host? Because they know we're pro-human. They know we're telling the truth. They know we've got their number. They know everything we do is about empowering humanity. And God gave us through Mother Nature incredible compounds that will supercharge our body's stamina, libido, energy, and immune systems. And we came out many years ago with Real Red Pill Plus that has all the documented compounds like preglinone and so much more to supercharge your body and to give your body the key elements and the key ingredients it needs to function at a proper level. This is the answer to the New World Order's tyranny. This is Real Red Pill Plus, sold out for two years, 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get the Red Pill Plus exclusively, InfoWarsStore.com.